0: Welcome to the Professional Writer Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Christensen, and I'm here to help you confidently plan, launch, and grow your writing-related business. You'll find the show notes and a link to join our private Facebook community at bloggingbistro.com. The topic of today is book reviewing, and we are going to be talking with a professional book reviewer who has been at it for many years and has loads of expertise as a reviewer. Whether you are a writer or an author who is hoping to get your book reviewed, or you would like to kind of have a sideline as a book reviewer, that would be part of your writing business. Our guest today, Katherine Scott-Jones, is going to fill you in on a lot of the things that you need to know about being a book reviewer and about having your book reviewed. So welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Catherine and I met many years ago at a writer's conference, and she has also been a guest on another episode where we talked about audiobooks. And today we're talking about reviewing books. The the two seem closely related, but not close enough that they should be all in the same episode. So we decided to meet a couple of times and talk about two different topics. But you're a book enthusiast. You're an author who writes inspirational women's fiction with a global accent. You write for women who love stories about real-life relationships and people and places, and your stories show God's hand in tending to the intricate matters of the heart as well as complicated matters of the world. You grew up in coastal cities and as well as overseas. Your father was in the Navy. And you now live in Seattle with your husband and your two teenage children. And as I was looking at your bio, Catherine, I discovered something about you that I don't think I knew before, that you graduated from Whitworth University in Spokane, Washington, which is where I also graduated what? from. <laughs> How did I not know this yes. about you? Oh my goodness. Only it was known as Whitworth College back when I went there, which it probably was, it when was. You went there as well. Yes. Right?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. How fun.
0: Yes, so we are both fellow Whitworth alum, and you have your degree in communications. I have my degree from Whitworth in English and teaching. Kind of fun, yeah. fun little connection that we just made. You've also done some freelancing for magazines, as well as writing fiction. And you're the author of Her Memory of Music and Shadow Sister, which we can find at your website, katherinescottjones.com. And I will put a link to Catherine's website in the show notes over at Blogging Bistro.com. So let's talk book reviewing, Catherine. How did you get started into reviewing books?
1: I got into book reviewing for two reasons. One, I love to read. And two, I needed a blog. I needed a blog because (laughs) although I'd been long published as a nonfiction writer, I had my sights set on becoming a novelist. And for that, I needed a web presence. The advice then and now is to blog about what you love, something of which you won't Tire easily. And since I loved to read, it seemed a natural fit to write about the books I was reading. So I started by posting reviews of recent releases recommended by other book review sites I was following. And in that way, I created a repertoire and started growing my blog readership. Before long, I had enough substance that I could apply to various publicity teams and From there, the opportunities grew to the point that I had authors and publicists approaching me with requests for reviews. My first blog was titled Story Matters, and uh, as I came closer to realizing my dream as a novelist, I changed the name of my blog to my name, Catherine Scott-Jones, with the subtitle Stories to Celebrate Beauty.
0: I do remember Story Matters. We met many years ago at a writer's conference, 15 or so years ago. I don't know when you started blogging, but whenever it was, I started following you way back then when you first started your blog. You are one of the few people that I have followed faithfully for many, many years, because as a book reviewer, you always have such thoughtful reviews and really great recommendations for books to read too. You've really expanded my world of reading into many different genres and and to exploring types of books that I may not have thought about reading. So thank you for that. Thank
1: you. That's quite a compliment. I treasure that.
0: You say you kind of started this whole book reviewing thing as blogging. That's something that I would really love to emphasize to our listener because blogging is for many of us, the foundation of our writing-related business or what starts off as a volunteer or something that is just from your heart can lead to some paid opportunities down the line. And it sounds like that is partially what happened with you. So what type of a person in your mind would be well-suited to be a book reviewer? I I read a lot of books, but I don't think of myself as someone who would be well-suited to be a book reviewer. So are there certain characteristics that that person should have?
1: If talking about books puts you in your happy place, if you have a social media presence, if you like influencing readers to pick up good books and steer them away from ones that you think are less than great, and most importantly, if you can thoughtfully articulate why you do or do not like a book, then book reviewing might be for you. I would offer one caveat, however, and that is that book reviewing may not be the place for published authors or those wanting to be published authors. Uh, You may want to think twice about book reviewing because if you're doing book reviewing right, it means that you occasionally have to post a negative review Mm -hmm. and that if you are in the If you are an author yourself, that negative review might come back to bite you. It's Ah. a small world. And that is something I had to consider as I moved forward in my goals as I did become a published novelist. I I did have to take a careful step away or I had to consider how I was going to uh, continue featuring books on my blog because I I did lose the freedom to post just anything, any kind of book review. There are many other ways I can support other authors, but I may not be able to offer book reviewing. So that is something Mm -hmm. that authors do need to just look at carefully.
0: Yeah, that's a good consideration to make. And I think, Catherine, that that is probably the key reason why I do not post book reviews ever, because many of my clients are writers and authors. And I feel as if it would be singling people out in either a good way or a not so good way, depending on how my review went if I was to publicly review their books. So oftentimes my clients will ask me to review their books on Amazon or somewhere else. And I usually I just say, no, I'm like, no, I just have a policy where I don't review people's books because I think there would be too many opportunities for hurt feelings or for comparisons or for whatever. And so I have decided to just not do that as part of the way I operate. Also, I tend to be pretty hard on books. I read about 120 books per year just for fun. And I have my own little Excel spreadsheet set up where I have my own one to five star rating system for books. And then I write kind of a little review there on one of the lines. And I rarely, rarely give a book over three stars. So I'm very, very tough. Yes, on the books you are. <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to get four stars, they have to be a life changing book. And if they get five stars, that means it's a book I would put on my shelf and read over and over and over for years to come. And very few fall into that category for me. People are probably better off not having (laughs) me review their books.
1: I call you a discerning reader then.
0: A discerning reader. Yes. Let's just say that. (laughs) Highly discerning. What are readers looking for In a review versus maybe what publishers and authors are looking for in review? Yeah,
1: they're looking for different things, actually. So, readers are looking for a reviewer that is honest and whose judgment they trust. It boils down to taste. Those two things need to be consistent for a reader to uh, consistently trust that reviewer. Now, a publisher is looking for several different things publishers and authors, both. They want reliability and timeliness in (laughs) in the the posting of the review. Um, They want that to happen during the launch period. Publishers do want posts to be published during a particular window of time. They are also looking for the reviewer's audience and readership of the blog they are looking for the content of the review and actual critical review as opposed to synopsis. I was talking to yes. a publicist recently and she, she said it's amazing how many, quote, reviewers basically just post a summary of the book. And, and that is not a review. And so they they try to steer away from bloggers who have that, only that to offer. And then the other thing they look for is where the reviewer distributes their review, whether they will cross post to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Goodreads are the three big ones. And then if it's a Christian book, then to Christian book distributors as well. That's what publishers are looking for. As a blogger, it is important to understand that your allegiance is to your readers and you need to consider that before you agree to review a book and uh, you know this hooks into the earlier caveat that you just need to remember that if if readers are looking for honesty then you you need to be able to be in a position where you can be honest and maintain your allegiance to your readers. Now, there are other options for someone in, for example, in your position, Laura, if you chose to, or in mine, what I typically do today for my author friends is I will offer author Q&A on my blog, book features, or giveaways. There are you know other ways like these to help my author friends promote their books without offering yes. a review.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah. I like that. Seek out some different right. alternatives. Right. So if I am somebody, it's like, this is sounding really interesting to me, and I'm thinking about, okay, I, I think I would like to be a book reviewer. How would one go about getting started becoming a book reviewer? Sure.
1: Well, first of all, you need to establish your blog. That's probably step number one. And if you need help with that, follow (laughs) (laughs) bloggingbistro.com.
0: Thank you for that little commercial. That is what
1: I did. (laughs) You may have been following me from the start, but I was following you. And uh, bloggingbistro.com continues to be my go-to source for all things blog-related. They just need to tune in to what you say and get a good blog off the ground. (laughs) as well as other social media channels, so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever they choose to do, all of those things need to be gaining followers as well as blog readership. Once you feel that you've got your leg up on that, then approaching publishers. You can contact a publisher's PR via their media center or their media request page just Go to their website, whatever um, publisher you are interested in, go to their website, and somewhere you will find a way to contact their PR department or or put in a media request. And then you can just follow what they ask for there. Generally, you'll want to cite your credentials, which means briefly introduce yourself, provide the link to your blog, your metrics, and say something about, here's why I want to review this book, and here's how I can help you. That's one way for you to approach publishers. You can also, if you have favorite authors that you would like to review their books for, start following them. Start following their blogs. uh, Start following them on whatever social media channel you find them on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And Many many times authors will create a what's known as a street team when they are about to release a new book. And they will often invite their readers, their followers to apply to be on the street team. And this gives you an opportunity to help them promote their book. And almost always that means that they will send you a book if they accept you onto their street team. They will uh, send you a book and give you the opportunity to review it and promote it. So just following authors that you are interested in. And then you can also just hunt around for various book review sites and organizations. Uh, I could list a couple of here, and if just doing searches will turn up more, I'm sure. But the ones I would recommend to start with would be CelebrateLit.com, which is for books published in the Christian genre. There's Blog Chatter. Their website is theblogchatter.com, and there's Mm netgalley.com. Any one of those, just go to those websites. You'll find ways to get started as a book reviewer for them.
0: One thing that I have seen happening in the past, and I used to do book launches and organize street teams and book launch teams on behalf of some of my author clients. I don't offer that service anymore. But when I did, I would always have a few people who joined the launch team in hopes of getting a free book. In some cases... The individual really had no intention of reviewing the book in all those places you were talking about. They just wanted a free book. And so can you speak to that for a minute? In terms of being a committed professional book reviewer, are you obligated to review every book that you receive from a publisher? Or how do you pick and choose? So do you go about requesting each one individually? Or I know sometimes you can get on a list from a publisher, and they're just sending you book after book after book to review, and there's no way you would have time to read and review all of those. So how do you make choices in which books to review? And, and how do you recommend that we as reviewers go about doing this professionally?
1: That is a really good question. This is something that any reviewer needs to give uh, a good amount of thought to. When I started book reviewing, I when I was just trying to get my legs under me, I uh, looked for every opportunity I could find. And very quickly, I had more books coming at me than I could review. Integrity as a professional writer is an important, Important quality that you want to maintain. You want your word to be good. If you say you are going to review a book, then you want to follow through and do that. As I said earlier, the writing world is a small world. And if, <laughs> if you start breaking promises like that, it's going to quickly come back to bite you. And no one wants that but even even more than that you just want to maintain your integrity as as a person as a professional. Now that said, I do have on my website where I publish a book review policy. I say I maintain the right to not review any book mm. that comes to me, even books that I have requested. Now, that's kind of a clause I keep for when a book that I have requested that I think I'm going to like comes to me and there's something in it that's offensive or I just know I cannot do this book justice. I have that clause there as a way of giving myself an out. I have rarely had to use that. And when I have, if it is a book that I have requested, I try to circle back to the publicist and at least say that I'm not going to review it and maybe say this isn't an appropriate book for my website or give some reason for it. What you were describing as people who wanted to get on street teams just to get a free book, that is a totally different category and that that's just that's not acceptable and of course again, small world publicist talk, that's not going to serve anyone well in the long run. So hopefully people will steer away from that kind of behavior.
0: So the bottom line there is to nurture a reputation as a reviewer who has integrity. Absolutely, yes. How about the types of books that someone chooses to review? Do you tend to gravitate toward reviewing books in one particular genre, or would it be okay for a reviewer to review books in a variety of genres?
1: Another excellent question. And I do strongly recommend that you review only in genres you enjoy. Mm -hmm. I learned this the hard way when I signed up to review books in genres that I either wasn't familiar with or they weren't what I would read for pleasure. Because for one thing, you could have a really well-done book, an excellent book in that genre that just doesn't appeal to you as a reader. And it's really hard to write a fair review in that case. As a reviewer, if you can steer away from being in that kind of predicament, do.
0: So if I'm just starting out as a reviewer, it might be a good idea for me to limit myself to writing reviews in my favorite genre, at least for starters, until I learn the yes. ropes. Mm-hmm. What are some other tips that you have for us in terms of learning how to write a balanced review and becoming a book reviewer? So
1: I already mentioned that I have a book review policy page on my website, mm-hmm. and that's just generally a, a good idea. It kind of covers your your back a bit. And it lets publicists and authors and anyone else who, who are searching for potential book reviewers, they know exactly what to expect from you as a reviewer. And on mine, I let readers know what kinds of books I will accept for review, what kinds I will not accept for review, what to expect from my review. And it, it just it sets expectations. Another tip for book reviewers is to be consistent in your format on your blog. This for me and for most reviewers that I know uh, has changed over the years. It evolves every once, every couple of years, usually when I install a new theme on my website or, you know, change things up a bit on my website. I will change up the way I deliver my book reviews. This keeps it interesting for me as a reviewer and also for the readers, but whatever you choose, you want to be consistent in that for that season. And so, for example, where I most recently left off when I was doing more book reviews is I would always include my take on the book the book synopsis, which is usually just pulled right from the back cover copy, I would often include who the publisher was. I would sometimes include other little snapshot information that made my book reviews stand out from other book reviewers. There was a season where I said, should you buy or borrow this book? There was a season where I said, if this were a movie, I would rate it PG-13 <laughs> or R or yeah. G or, or, and, and say why. I would also often include that maybe the date it was published, just other information about the author, where you can reach the author, things that a reader might want to know before Mm -hmm. buying the book.
0: Yeah, it would seem like, for example, if you're writing a book review for uh, young adult books or books for teens or books for children, that that would be something that you could put in your review to set yourself apart a little bit from other reviewers. And I've seen this in a lot of books that are written for young adults and children where they'll say, you know, this book has really mature themes. It has graphic sex scenes. It's got the use of, you know, the F-bomb 50 times (laughs) in every chapter, you know, things like that. Things that parents who are typically buying the book for a young reader would want to know.
1: So the other thing is that you want to be professional and fair in your review, mm-hmm. even even books that you didn't enjoy. One of the things that I heard most from my readers when I was doing a lot of book reviews is they really valued when I had a negative book review, how it wasn't a slam, that I mm-hmm. tried to find something positive to say about the book. And and this is for the, the author as well. Reviewers provide a service not only to readers, but to their authors. Authors who care to learn and grow can do so if reviewers offer fair and professional reviews of their work. Another important thing for reviewers is to cross-post to other sites like Amazon Goodreads. I mentioned that earlier. In every review, if you received a copy from the publisher, you want to say so on your review. Mention that you received a copy free of charge and that all opinions are yours. This is per FTC guidelines. And then finally, follow-up as a courtesy, follow up with the publicist or the author after your post goes live, sending the link and confirming all the places where it's been
0: posted. That's a really excellent idea. And that's one that a lot of reviewers forget to do or neglect Uh to do. And that's super important because if you've taken the time to read the book and post a review on your blog and on Amazon and on Goodreads and on barnesandnoble.com and wherever else you happen to put it, The author and the publisher will typically at least want that link, those links, and they will want that information. And in many, many cases, they will share that information and those links to your review widely, particularly if it's, it doesn't have to be a five-star glowing review. Like you said, Catherine, if it's a book that you didn't particularly enjoy, but you wrote a professional review, you wrote a thoughtful review where it's balanced and you talk about maybe some things that you think the author could have done better, as well as some things that they did really well, they are probably going to want to share that type of honest review. So don't neglect that step of sharing those links with the publicity team and or with the author. Any other tips that you can leave us with today? I I am just getting so much from you, Catherine, about how to do a good book review.
1: Well, thank you, Laura. Um, I I guess I would offer uh, these tips for writing a balanced review. Tell readers what made this book different, what made it shine. Tell readers why they would want to read it. Tell what worked in terms of plot, character, Mm -hmm. pacing, style, and what didn't. This helps the reader as well as, again, the author. And if you're writing for just your personal blog, I always, like this and other reviewers who are, again, writing for their personal blog, share how it made you feel, how this book impacted you or changed you. Now, if you're writing for a third-party review site, you'll need to make it less personal and follow Mm -hmm. that review site's guidelines. But if you're just writing for your own readership, your blog readership, your reader's want to know, well, how how did this book change you? So include that as part of your review. That's usually a valuable part of it.
0: The review that you post on your blog does not necessarily have to be identical to the one that you would publish on NetGalley or on Amazon. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So you can be more personal with how the book changed your life. And really, a book should change someone's life in some small way. Any well-written book, I think should have some sort of a life transforming message in it. Because if it doesn't, what's the point? It's a waste of time to read. Exactly.
1: That's why we read. And even if it's just that this this was hugely entertaining, or this just made me happy reading this book, that means something. And and that matters.
0: Any other tips for review writing before we close for the day?
1: I would observe that the hardest reviews to write are the ones that are for books that are meh, you know, so, (laughs) so you didn't, you didn't like it, you didn't hate it. And there are many, many books that fall into that category. And so that is the challenge for book reviewers. On the other hand, Few things bring a book lover more honest joy than recommending a book she really loves. And that is a way to serve both the author and to enrich readers.
0: Thank you so much for that, Catherine. It has been a delight chatting with you today and learning from the perspective of an accomplished book reviewer of some tips that we can follow, not only as reviewers, but as readers and writers of books. I think that your tips can help us in many, many different levels. So where can we go to find out more about you if we'd like to read some of your reviews on your blog?
1: I can be found at katherinescottjones.com. That's K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, S E O T T J O N E S -S 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 -S
0: -S 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 dot katherinescottjones.com. I will put a link to Catherine's website in the show notes over at bloggingbistro.com. We will also have detailed show notes over there for you to take a look at. Head over to bloggingbistro.com to get some more information and to start exploring the world of book reviewing. Thanks so much for joining Catherine and me today for the Professional Writer Podcast. Talk with you again next week.